This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. And so they returned home, the all-conquering heroes of the Springboks, led by their skipper, Sia Kolisi, carrying the shiny Webb Alice Trophy, which they brought back successfully. They became only the second nation to successfully defend the Rugby World Cup and become the first nation to win a four in a, a four, well, not in a row, but four World Cup titles. Uh, um, what is the secret of the success of the Sabok Group? How did they get here? All right, let's talk to News 24 sports writer Sim Negewe Kabanisa joining us on the line. Good morning to you, Sim. Good to have you with. How's it, Titi? How are you doing? Mm. I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Uh, uh, wow, it's been a rather hectic uh, month or so, I imagine, for you, and it's not quite over yet. But uh, I would have thought it would be a pre- it would be a good and opportune time to reflect on the success of this uh, Springbok group. You know, winning back-to-back titles in any sport uh, is quite a is quite a feat. I mean, I think in rugby it is quite an achievement at all. If you were to put your finger on any, I mean, I imagine there's more than one thing, but if there is one major thing that you could put your finger on that you could attribute the success of this group of Springboks uh, um, to, what would that be? It, I would say it's probably their planning and sort of putting structures in place to sort of work with, you know, alongside those 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 plans. So when I say planning, um, when they came in in 2018, this is the coaches, mm. um, we didn't know because as media, we were asking them, you know, the usual sort of bog standard questions like, you know, do you think you can win the World Cup next year? Mm. And I remember quite clearly Rusty's answer was, yes, we can. Um, so, you know, like a lot of people were a bit taken aback. Most coaches try to buy time, you know, with the with the whole sort of, well, give us four years and we'll get it done. Mm. So we kind of labored under the misapprehension that that was their plan to win the World Cup. But essentially, he said we can. He didn't say we will. Mm. And anyway, as things worked out, they did win it because essentially what they did was, you know, they they came in and they looked at what the problem was and then they, they drilled down to how do we fix it. So they kind of like, by going back to South Africa's DNA, you know, which is which is mentioned so often, um, they ended up winning it anyway against all odds. But actually, the plan was to win it in 2023, which is why they took a six-year contract um, mm. collectively. Um, you know, that was always the plan. And so what I'm saying is it, it, it obviously was was the planning and the structures they put into place. Mm. And just having a sort of clear vision in terms of what it is that you want to do. You know, usually, again, when a new coach comes in, you know, he he's asked, you know, what's your mandate, mm. i.e. from your bosses. These guys came up with the mandate. They said the mandate was to start winning again, because if you remember all those years, years ago, the box weren't winning. Mm. They were losing to Italy and Argentina and, you know, lower countries. And then so they, they just basically turned around and they went, look, uh, we're going to start winning again. We're going to transform the team. And the third thing is we're going to build depth. And if you look back at, you know, like the last six years, 
that's exactly what they've done. You know, first black captain to the point where, you know, when you look at a black player in the, in the national team now, um, even if he gets dropped, there's none of that. Oh, he got dropped because he's black, which mm. used to be a thing. Mm. Um, you know, it's like, you know, they, they kind of like took the, you know, took the weird sort of stigma that had attached itself to black players in sports like rugby and cricket. They took that away by basically treating players exactly like players, you know, and, 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 and if you and look, build trust with the public. Yeah, not only with the public, mm. but with the players themselves, mm. because that's the first people you need to build trust with, because they can't do anything for you. I'll, I'll tell you a transformation story from 2018 um, about the box. I bump into Magazole Matimpi, and so one of the journalistic um, traits is to look for the player that's not playing mm. and ask him about the new regime. Mm. Usually he's going to be unflattering simply because, oh, well, I'm not playing, and players are single-minded like that. And Matimpi just turned around and he said to me, you know what, this guy's the truth. Um, and I was like, oh, for real? He says, yes, he is. And he says, he's very honest, he's transparent. If he says to you, you're going to play on this week, and at this time, that's exactly what happens. I've got absolutely no problems. This guy is the greatest coach I've ever had. And that was a player who wasn't playing. Mm. And so when you create that kind of sort of system in, 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 in your you know, in your in your in your structures, guess what? You've you've got nothing but success to come. So you know, he got the players to trust him, and I think by extension, he got us to trust him as well. Mm. You know, you you talk about planning. You know, and uh, you fortunately, Sima, in a position where you can actually comment because you do you've covered more than just the rugby. I'm wondering what it is then that uh, that can be transplanted from the way in which the Springboks have worked in the last, uh, say, yeah, what, uh, six years or so, or six to eight years, to get to the point where they are now double world, or back-to-back world world champions. I mean, if you look, for example, at what happened with our, uh, our track and field uh, athletes at the World Athletics Championships, we failed, yeah. we failed to medal. We've gone backwards in a big way there. Um, it almost begs the question like how did we achieve the heights that we did when the, when Casta Semenya was like a double world champion and so forth you know yeah look I mean if I think I think the first first sort of part of, of the answer here is I imagine that um, athletics and, and rugby are not are not necessarily sort of like for like comparison not at all because mm. they're very much individual sports mm. Uh, or athletics is very, very individual. So what happened is, what happens with athletics is, I think we had a golden generation. I mean, if you go back to, say, 2015, 16, 17, Mm. um, that was the rise of Luvo Manyonga as, you know, the world's best um, long jumper. Mm. And, you know, you had Wade at at his peak. Um, You had um, Akani threatening, and then you had Kasta, and then one or two others sort of chipping in with medals here and there, you know, people like Rashwa Samai, um, Sunet Phil Yoon. So in, in, in athletics, I think it's difficult to kind of like bring mm. everybody together under the same structure because everybody does everything so differently. Mm. Um, I imagine there's still a way that you have a structure that works, but I think the thing that makes it very difficult to start with is the fact that everyone is an individual and they work with specific coaches and, you know, they don't quite work with everybody else. So in rugby, um, what they've done, I mean, really, when I say like, it's it's weird. I mean, I know planning sounds sounds like um, a, a very sort of generic statement in terms of what they've done. But if you look at 
you know, first things first, these guys, when they, when they select a team, they'll tell you, um, we want the, the, the best guys, mm. you know, the right guys, not the best guys. Sorry. Mm. So the right guys are the guys that are going to fit into the, into, into what we're trying to do. Mm. And they're going to fit in with each other as opposed to, you know, almost like a fantasy league type sort of selection of, or the guy who's got, you know, who's, who's got the highest sort of points mm. every weekend. So that's the first thing. And then they say the guy has to be a warrior. And you kind of look at him and you're like, oh, dude, is 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 Warrior quantifiable? Exactly. Well, Warrior is quantifiable by one-point wins at mm. a time, you know, like over the last knockout stages in this World Cup. So it is quantifiable, but, you know, it's not quantifiable in, in, in metrics. And then, um, you know, then they move on and they say, okay, we're going to plan for things. When um, Dion Free suddenly turned up as a as a hooker again, having last played hook, hooker in 2018, mm. um, they had start put the seed, sown the seed in his mind last year already. That listen, mm. you might have to play hooker for us, so go back and practice being a hooker all over again. And guess what? He had to come on a minute into well, three minutes into into a World Cup final yeah. as a as a you know like, and he had to play the rest of the game, and he didn't he didn't exactly disgrace himself. He played very well, and um, you know you look at um, Pollard coming back as well from a long term yeah, injury. Pollard coming back instead of a hooker. Mm. Um, you know, again, that's that's thinking ahead. They had a quick look. So you've decided you're going to go with Mani Lebok and he's playing well in open rugby, but he's not kicking so well. Mm. So you sit and you think we might have a problem, you know, up ahead. So mm. what do you do? You fix it. And so that's that's kind of the thing with these guys. I mean, they they lauded so often for being they lauded so often for being um, sort of out of the box thinkers. But yeah. actually, I think their greatest strength in football, they say, um, you know, that the best pass is an obvious pass. Yeah. I think their great strength is actually doing the obvious thing, you know, the logical mm. thing. And mm. we, you know, like we, we always talk about common sense and logic, you know, we say yeah. it should be sort of common, but it actually isn't. I'm glad I think that's, that's what they've done. I'm glad you touched on football. It is, I took the circuitous route to get into this one. <laughs> uh, because uh, I'm wondering here, you know, one of the things that struck me is when I heard uh, Sia talking about doing paying tribute to Jacques Dina by saying that, you know, Jacques Dina has known him since he was 17. And I think that applies to a number of players in that group. I mean, that kind of succession and that kind of uh, um, pipeline to, you know, to the Bok, um, to the Springbok team. How important is that? How is that achieved? How much of that is that down to the structure of, uh, you know, this whole, um, as I said, there's a feeder line, there's a pipeline from schoolboy rugby uh, to going playing into provincial rugby and so on. That's the thing. I mean, that um, if, if you look at the pipeline of rugby, it's it's positively filthy with talent. You know, we keep we keep complaining that oh, gee, another guy is turning up for Scotland, another guy is turning up for France, another guy is turning up for Ireland, etc., etc., etc. If you look at it backwards, that's a compliment to yeah. to the sheer sort of levels of ability that we have in this country. And the really good thing is exactly what you're pointing out. You know, there's a there's a Craven Week system. When I say Craven Week system, under 13s can play for their provinces for, for their province at you know, as 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 12 year olds, and then you can play again as a, as an as an under 16, and then you can play as an under 18, and then you can play as an mm-hmm. under 19 and under 21. Yeah. All those levels, all those representative levels, what mm-hmm. they're instilling in you mm-hmm. is how to behave in a championship situation. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like almost breeding champions 
champions mm-hmm. just by your structures that you have. Mm-hmm. In and there are no big shock surprises or somebody who pops up at a Springbok, uh, uh, in the Springbok, Springbok team that hasn't been seen at under 20, at under 19 and so on. Well, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at a, at a, at a, at a team, but mm-hmm. obviously that's the outliers. Yeah, no, that's not, no, that's 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 not the norm. You know, it's it's that that kind of guy is, is is the outlier. By and large, guys get you know get discovered within the structures and the systems that are already in place. You know, there's also something like Varsity Cup, which a lot of people don't kind of like pay attention to. Mm. Um, it's just like oh yeah, it's a fun rugby on a Monday night, but actually. What it's done by way of producing, you know, you talk Etzebeth, you talk uh, Lua Deyaha, you talk so many of the guys that are in the Springbok team, they all played um, Varsity Cup rugby. And so it, it, it all adds up in terms of, it all adds up in terms of how you sort of, um, you've got to put the structures in place first. And then, you know, you've, you, you then have to make sure that the pipeline produces where Ninaba and, and Erasmus were really lucky is that they also worked in in SA rugby, before they left for for Munster in Ireland, okay. they worked for the structures in you know the, the high performance structures, mm. and so they actually it's structures they put themselves in place. So you know it's almost like they came back for the payback, as it were, um, because those structures are basically the structures that they put put in place in the first place. Hmm. Fantastic. And just by the way, just to clear up the mystery here about how Jacques Ninaba and Rassi Rasmus works. I mean, people still think of Rassi as the coach. He's the one who's animated. He's the one who's vocal. What is that dynamic there? No, it's, <laughs> look, I mean, it's, even for us rugby writers, it's quite difficult to, to, to sort of like understand it because clearly, um, you know, I'll take you to a great example. I'll take you to Zona Springboks fell 15-6 behind um, England in the semi-final. You know, like, um, you know, Rasmus Rasmus basically called a, you know, a family meeting, you know, as a president style, like, guys, this is what needs to happen. And you could tell there was only one leader there, one alpha, everybody else was listening. So it's, um, from what I've been explained, someone who's in the game, someone who's worked with them, the way they explained it was, Rusty, as you can see, is the one that's, full of ideas in mm. terms of, you know, what they need to try. And Nina basically backs that up by finding, by crunching the data and finding the footage to mm. to basically prove it that, you know, this is why, you know, if, if they say this team does this, um, invariably, um, Nina Abba will have about, you know, basically like 20 clips to show you that they do beyond a shadow of doubt that that's what they do. So they kind of, um, it's literally a left hand and the right hand, mm. um, you know, without the other, they can't really work as well, um, which will be interesting, obviously, going forward. But essentially, that's kind of like the, you know, Russ is the ideas guy and... And Jacques is basically the grind guy, you know, the you know the, the metrics guy, the guy who goes and finds the data to to to, to prove it. I mean, you can see it with these glasses. He's, it's almost like um, you know an accountant, you know, like he's the forensics guy. You know, yeah. he comes in and he gets it done. So Rusty's kind of like, um, I know, because Rusty's been in rugby his whole life. You know, yeah. he's played it. He's been a captain. He's been a coach. He's been absolutely everything. So essentially, he knows how to zero in. He know he knows how to get to the pulse of the situation. And, you know, but like, obviously he just needs somebody else to then, you know, kind of like do the, do the awesome, math. Awesome, awesome, yeah. So that's, Sim, that's how yeah. it works. Fantastic. Sim, thanks so much, man, for breaking it down and illuminating that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's quite uh, informative. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. No worries. Thanks, Sam. Cheers. Sim Nagiwa Kabanesa is a sports writer for News24. 
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.